Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Barbara and Declan join us once again uh, to tell you. Offer, by the way, for the 20 grand, it has to come directly to me, and it's my decision of whether your gender has been changed or not. Right, okay. Just so uh, you know. And, 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 okay. But it, Do you have like some sort of legal power in it's that It's a social regard? construct, and I'll just say your gender has changed. That's <laughs> yes. it. It's like, you know, Can I win this? Because I'd love to spend 24 hours knowing what it would be like to have all those privileges. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. But that depends what you change your gender to. Yes. How many genders are there? I don't know, yeah. There are as many as you want. Okay, I'll take the, the okay, white male that one. Was a, that was a kick, a kick it in the air kind that of was answer there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> right, anyway, uh, Barbara Decker are here to tell you what a bunch of losers you are. Uh, you are. Uh, here's your first question. Uh, my husband and I have two kids, age seven and ten. To be honest, we didn't talk a lot about how many kids we wanted before we got married. I've realised that I'm quite happy with the setup we have right now. But I'm getting to the age where a firm decision needs to be made one way or the other about another baby. My husband has started expressing to me that he's keen for us to have a third child. I'm a bit baffled by this. He's a little older than me and I think it might be because a lot of his colleagues have very young kids and he thinks it will make him feel younger to have another baby. He's also from a big family and often says he'd love us to be like that. But I think I'm not really ready to have another child. I'm not sure if it's a case of temporary broodiness for him or if he's going to resent me down the line for not going ahead with it. But this is so black and white. Either we have another child or we don't. And I don't want to be the one who took the choice away from him. What should I do? Right, well, let's start with someone with experience in this regard. Declan. Yes, I have experience in this. Um, I have experience of talking about it and not knowing anything really about having to make the decision. Um, but I suppose when it comes to the, the, the issue of... of having a child with somebody else you both have to kind of be on the same page in order for it to proceed so if somebody is pulling back away from from that decision um, regardless of what the other person is expressing it kind of puts that decision by default off the, the agenda really because mm. unless you know unless surreptitiously kind of there's kind of some sort of sneakery or whatever going on which you know doesn't happen um, so look from this point of view I think that this woman is Certain things she said in her letter kind of kind of annoyed me or um, concerned me, should I say. Uh, one was go. the fact that she seems to imply that by starting off in a relationship and a marriage with her husband, that there was some kind of um, preordained plan that, you know, she seems to be deviating off by not being sure whether she wants to have another kid. Um, we didn't talk about this before. The reality of it is, is that having a child is something you talk about now. It's not something you talked about 10 years ago because it's, it's happening now. It doesn't matter whether or not 20 years ago you might have raised the notion that you'd like to have a big family that's not what because the reality of the now is when the decision is being made and she's been through I don't altogether agree with that really no because if two people come together um, and get married or you know set up shop or whatever are you saying that they that that they I mean if both of them say we don't want kids um, and that's the basis on which they proceed in this relationship um, and then if one person changes their mind five, ten years down no, the I'm road, not that's about, not I'm really... not talking about no kids or suddenly wanting kids. I'm talking about they entered into this thing going, we want a family. We don't know how many family is. Maybe I'd mm. like a big family. Maybe I wouldn't. We, we have one baby. Oh, that's lovely. Will we go again? Yes, we went again. Oh, and now do you want to go again? No, I don't think I, I'm, I'm done. No, I'd like to go again. Okay. That's a different kind okay, of a conversation. You. That's okay. about yeah. people. Yeah. This is people kind of 
you know, I want to say aimlessly, but just kind of naturally. <laughs> kind of. I know, but you can't predict in advance of having the children what it's going to be exactly. like having the children. Yeah. No, no, I get you. Yeah, no, I get you. A lot yeah. of couples go, oh, oh big family, yeah. then they have one. I go, well, that's no, no, thing yeah, very And much, a lot of yeah. women go, you know, I love the first pregnancy. The second one was tough. I don't want to go again. And that's that's also a prerogative. Yeah. That's and, and unfortunately, like I said before, two parties need to agree to go ahead in order for the, the, the thing to go ahead. So I think, I think in this instance here, I think I don't know whether or not um, she's coming up with the right reasons her husband has for having the, the, the you know these desires she mm. kind of throws in this thing about he's having some kind of a midlife crisis wanting to be like the other lads at work and then also simultaneously he always wanted a big family so she can't have both of those excuses either one or the other and I think that the reason why she's throwing that at us is because she's not really sure why he actually wants well, the kid and that's because they're not having that conversation. Ah, she may just feel a little bit guilty because he obviously wants to have another child and she's trying to come up with justifications to make, you know, no, I mean, that, and, and that's not a criticism of her. She doesn't want to have another one. And, no. and is it a, a fair point to say it has to be a joint decision, of course, but this is her body, so maybe her vote has a little bit more weight. Mm. Um, I wouldn't like to comment on that. A lot of men are just putting down their phones again, ready to. <laughs> uh, yeah, relax, guys. No, but I think um, I think both of you have raised uh, um, the, the the salient points in this. Number one is that they haven't really had a conversation, as you True. say, in the here and now about yeah. where they're going. She's assuming certain things as being the reasons why he seems to want another child. But they, she obviously hasn't interrogated that and, and, you know, decided she's just, as you say, thrown, could be this or could be that or could be the other. Um, I think this is one of those decisions, though, in any couple's lives. That is, it's one of the few things that are completely black and white. There's no compromise arrangement here. You can't yeah. kind of half have a kid or have a kid this year and then get rid of them next year or whatever. So it's a kind of an all or nothing. So that's what makes it's really important that you do have these the conversation about it in a very open, honest, calm way. Because as you said, Declan, unless you're both on board with this, and I, you know, I mean, I do take your point about it, it is the woman who's going to have the baby. So I don't think any man can expect a woman to have a baby if she really, really doesn't feel that physically or emotionally or psychologically she can go through with that again. Uh, but I don't think that's the case here. But I do think and I, you know, even the fact that this woman has has written to us, I don't think she's actually 100 percent against having another child. I mm. think she's kind of not hugely enthusiastic, but I think at the same time, I wouldn't be as harsh on her perhaps as you were, Declan. I do think she's saying I don't want to be the one who took that choice away from that's a kind of loaded statement, though, isn't it? Like, yeah. I don't want to be the one who takes the choice away from him. Um, so, like, what? So he could, you know, have somebody else who's going to take the choice away uh, from no, him? No, I mean, I think she feels from. She's I think being she very does. sweet about it. Yeah, no, really. I think yeah. she I is think so too. If you have two people who, who whose choice options are at odds with each other, one person getting their choice means mm. the other person, by definition, doesn't get their but choice. But as I say, yeah. this is and one of those few the... things that is very, very black and white. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, the other thing is that, you know, just like when you decide to get a puppy, it's not just for Christmas. Like, if yeah. you're going to have that conversation, and especially as they're now older than they would have been when they had their first child 10 years ago, you've got to project forward as well. Not just like how our lives are now and how another child would impact on that. But fast forward 10 or 20 years and go... What age are we going to be then? What age is the child going to be then? And what are the implications of that? Because that's when, you know, that's the kind of conversation you need to have. 
So I think they I think they're, they're, they will be able to sort this out one way or the other. But I do think it needs a lot of energy and a lot of patience and a lot of understanding on both their parts in order to work out what jointly the decision they come yeah, to. Yeah, it's probably more than one conversation. Oh, it is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and obviously for the, sure. the kind of conversation is it, it isn't it isn't so much um, about I think it's about getting to the root of what people it's want. It's exploring, isn't it? It's an exploratory I'd conversation. I'd love to know like, what is it that the guy, what, what is it he wants? Because she's attributing, that's what I was being, you know, you say I was being harsh. I was just trying to point out that she was trying to um, attribute his desire to have another ch- child with having these kind of um, ulterior motives and, yeah. and and they always do by the way I'm not saying it doesn't like you know, having a child I want to have a big child because we already you know a big I, child I want to have a big <laughs> family <laughs> I want to have a big child big players of sports there for you now I want to have a large family because I did yes. I don't want our, you know our daughter or our son to be an only child there's loads of reasons that people come up with that are related to it's not just that thing on its own it's to do with their own interpretation of what a family means and what and a life is it's their own vision of how their lives are going to, to pan be. out and yeah. how they should be and what mm. they look like you and know? I think that's the bit where this woman's answers are going to be if that she and her husband c- can actually recognise that their the, 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 their shared desires have more in common in that future that may not yeah. involve them with their kids well then then they're fine but mm. if it doesn't then they're in trouble yeah You'd, be, you'd wonder though that they have two kids he, you know he'd be over the rosy view of having children <laughs> at this point and especially uh, at 10 and 7 that's when you're beginning yeah. to glimpse the freedom years that are coming you know what yes. I mean you begin to think they're getting a bit more independent they don't need us quite as hands on mm, um, you maybe know, he's so. yeah, this is wild speculation but you know 7 and 10 mean like you know capable of borderline independent thought uh, yeah. and give you a lip back whereas the a kind baby. of 3, 4, 5 cuteness stage yeah, they yeah. love you unconditionally <laughs> that's maybe he wants a bit of that action again you know yeah maybe uh, yeah maybe or the uh, chance to do it better yeah. it doesn't get better you can have 20 kids and that's a fool's game <laughs> uh, uh, Kieran says if they have another baby he'll definitely feel older uh, uh, oh, yeah, another, that's true another texter says it's like consent whoever says no has the last say this goes with lots of things, even down to painting a room a certain colour. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to write to us about that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go with the magnolia, though. Uh, uh, so Phil says, this couple should just get a dog. They're basically the same thing. No, uh, they're not. No, they're not. No. Because you can stick a child in front of the television and get some peace. You'll yeah. never get that from a no, dog. No, exactly. Yeah, no. Uh, well, we plan to have three kids. Got two. Only want one, uh, says Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Boom. Ah, you know, there's always one that doesn't quite shape up. You know yourself. Uh, no. Next question. My friend has invited me as her plus one to our friend's wedding. I'm all for a nice night out, given the year we've had. So I'm happy to go. But they don't know me from Adam. I'd say I met them once or twice at a party, max. I don't even care I'm there. So my question is, am I obliged to still get them a present? I don't particularly want to. And even if I did, what do you buy for a couple you barely know? I'm not married myself. And if I was, I wouldn't expect loads of gifts. I don't even expect gifts on my birthday. My own budget is pretty tight at the moment. And I know my friend is planning to get this couple a fairly expensive present. Does it matter that matter that I don't feel obliged to partake in this archaic tradition? Will they notice if I don't buy them anything? Or should I just suck it up and do it? This this actually had me completely baffled. Like, first of all, I don't believe there's a person on the planet who doesn't want gift on their birthday. Is, could there be? I don't want gifts. I don't expect gifts on my birthday. I've it's, never met anybody who doesn't yeah. expect gifts on their birthday. <laughs> um, so that's it. I understand. But I mean, 
the thing that has me uh, that fried my brain about this initially was that is she doing her friend a favour by going along as the plus one? In other words, friend got invited to a wedding is obviously not in a relationship, you know, and was was there was a plus one on the thing. And so she's bringing her friend along as so that she won't be stuck not talking to anybody or having a terrible time at the wedding. So in, if that is the case, if her friend said, look, would you do me a favour? Would you come along to the wedding? Because the wedding is expensive anyway. You know, mm, you probably have yeah. to go and get your hair blow dried and get yourself a goona and, you know, turn, make yourself uh, pretty presentable. I would have thought if that was the case, she obviously doesn't need to bring a present because the friend is bringing a present, an expensive present by all accounts. I mean, I suppose technically if she wanted to say to her mate, do you want me to give you, you know, 30 quid or 40 quid or 50 quid towards the present? I'll yeah. probably do that. But I don't. I don't understand why she's asking us the question as to whether she wants to bring a present. If she was going to the wedding under her own steam as a guest that was invited, then obviously yes. But as a plus one, she's it's kind of then a two for one deal, really. So yeah, yeah, I don't really understand that. Having said that, if if uh, contradicting myself. Um, <laughs> is that you wouldn't go along to some like considering you're going to have your day out, you're going to have your dinner, you're going to have a nice time, hopefully, and a bit of a mm. rink and all the rest of it. You wouldn't go along to somebody's house like with one arm swinging longer than the other. Mm. So, you know, if it makes you feel better, well, you know, get the scented candle or whatever, um, the posh candle and bring it along as a token gesture. But I can imagine the couple going through their presence afterwards going, Oh, there's a candle for Martha. Who the hell is Martha? They, you know, so it's yeah, they make will. Ah, you know, your woman, your woman with the the, the tattoo on her <laughs> yeah. forehead. We met her once at a party. Yeah, but the thing, the thing that worries me a little bit is that I, I, the archaic tradition. I hope she's not going to use this as a way of making a statement about things she believes in and doesn't believe in. Yeah. Because that's, this is not the time to do that. And don't no. be bothering to. Because it's somebody else's day. Yeah, and... don't be bothering to do that. I do Frank. think that there, there, there's, a, there, there's a weird um, divergence between the kind of etiquette around weddings and the general etiquette around good manners and going to events and all that. Like, you know, there's a... I've heard it many times and I've heard people describe I was invited to a wedding and therefore you have to get, you know, you either give them money or you give them a present and the present has kind of got to be a certain value because you're more or less Back. You're basically buying the tickets. Dinner. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like, <laughs> yeah. it's, you know, it's kind of like, you know, and if that's the energy that this writer is picking up, you know, about what, what's going on, you know, and I just, I need to meet that kind of mark. Um, your friend has bought the tickets. You're invited yeah. as a guest. So yeah. in that case, yeah. you're kind of off the hook. So, so then you so are that's... automatically slipped over to the just the general etiquette of life situations. Do you want to feel good or bad about the situation? Bringing on like a pressed flowers, a scented candle, a drawing you made, whatever it is. That's your etiquette being covered. Yeah. The value of it is irrelevant. The gesture is So we're done. agreeing then, am I yeah, right? We yeah. are agreeing. I just think that sometimes, around weddings though, I think people get confused yeah. because there's a really weird energy around, you know, wedding gifts and lists and shops mm. and all this kind of stuff and about things having to be a certain way yeah. that isn't the same you know, it's not actual, just it's not etiquette. It's yeah. more like, you know, you're and signing say, up she's to going it. with her friends, so it's their present. Do you know what I mean? It's the presents yeah. they are giving. And also, it, like, it doesn't matter whether it's like two, you know, uh, sort of platonic friends going along or whether it's, you know, Brian going to his brother's wedding and bringing some girl he only met last yeah, Tuesday. exactly. She doesn't need to give a present if he's, because yes. exactly the thing I've described, he's bought the tickets or she's bought the tickets or whatever. Yeah. You know. 
That's yeah. how I feel about it. Sort to chalk. So don't. Yeah. Sort sort to I, 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 so she doesn't have to. No, she doesn't. Yeah. No, she doesn't. She gives them a framed picture of herself. <laughs> so they and they go, who in the name of God is that? <laughs> it's <Yeah>. Martha. <laughs> you know. Did we? I don't know. Right, you are listening to the Moncrief Show and News Show. We're going to take a break after that. My sister is so controlling. 53106 is our text number that will cost you 30 cents. You are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. Uh, Barbara and Declan are still with us. Uh, the <laughs> second question we were dealing with was uh, this person going to a wedding. Uh, now it's people they barely know so they were wondering should I give them a present or not. Uh, general consensus here was that no don't bother. Uh, Rosie said my friends had a website where you had to select uh, what present to buy them for their wedding. It was a bit of a joke. They were all like a minimum of a hundred quid on top of what we were already spending to attend the wedding. Why do people think we all have loads of money to splash out in their big day? Uh, says Rosie well they mightn't have invited you Rosie unless they thought you had loads of money to spend <laughs> yeah, in their yeah. big day uh, Jer though in Kilcullen says not only do I not expect a present on my birthday I refuse them alright okay. wow wow uh, where do they go else, yeah where do so, all these refused presents go yeah, I don't know somebody else says what possessed that lady to invite Mrs. Titus Tuppence so <laughs> <laughs> Crikey. On that, the previous question of uh, the couple who have two kids, he wants a third. She's saying, I'm done pretty much. Uh, Noreen says, I'm a deserted wife with five children and was left to rear them single-handed. I've no regrets as mine are all grown up, but I think there should be a law in this country that couples should have just one or two kids. Now, I may seem uh, may seem mean saying that, uh, but I've been there and got the T-shirt. If I wasn't living in Ireland, God knows what I would have done without the help of our government. But if I went back, I'd only have the two kids. Uh, uh, says Noreen. I don't think that's kind of like communist China type yeah, scenario. That's a bit uh, radical, yeah. Uh, 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 we're looking out there yeah. and they, even they're changing it now. Yeah. Uh, uh, right, I'm in my 40s and I've one younger sister. All our lives we have been competitive with each other. She has always been jealous of me and my achievements. She is single and I'm in a happy relationship and a mother. I've noticed in recent years that she's become more controlling. She only ever wants things done her way and doesn't allow any flexibility for me or the fact that I have more commitment than her. We also share the care of our elderly father and she's becoming more possessive and manipulative of him and his time and more sharp with me. She won't ever see that she's overbearing. She constantly tries to prove to others that I'm in the wrong. It's becoming overwhelming for me but I am terrified of her and I don't want to set her off. Should I cut off contact or try to make the best of it? Ooh. Wow. I mean, (laughs) okay. When I read this, I, I, I kind of got irritated because it seems to me... Yeah, I'd be very... Yeah, it, it's, it's the weather's going through you know, the change. A woman of my age yeah. and the sunshine. I'm right. getting a um, Look, everything that this person wrote in their letter about their sister being a terrible person um, was very uncompromising. Ooh. And I think that's at the core of what the problem here is, is that uh, you're, it's quite common for siblings to have these kind of tensions and for them to kind of spark off each other. That's quite normal. Um, it, what's what's not great is if you you don't find a way to make it work within the confine uh, within the parameters of your wider relationship. Um, I, I think listing all these ways in which your 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 
sibling is um, awkward and manipulative and all this kind of without actually giving us examples it's very hard for us to come down on either side and go yeah I agree with you or I disagree with you I'm just picking off the energy of this letter which is that you believe your way is correct and you're great and your your sister's really jealous of everything you've achieved and all the great stuff you've done and your ideas for how the family should be run are just being dismissed by her because she's manipulative or whatever other adjectives you use to describe her and I think look this is all down to like the black and white story earlier on you have a black perspective she's got the white perspective and unless you kind of actually find a way to meet in the middle this is going to be the way it's going to be all the time so she's a choice yeah I'm being harsh I'm being harsh today it's a hot day Barbara Um, (laughs) I think she needs to find a way to go look um, we've got the difference of opinion we have to find a way to meet them. Barbara you seem very angry (laughs) I'm not angry I'm exasperated I just well I mean like uh, she has always been jealous of me and my achievements. She is single. I'm in a happy relationship and a mother. I have noticed in recent yeah. years that she's become more controlling. She only ever wants things done her way. Like the smogometer went off the, uh, goes pretty, off the dial there. It's pretty, and that's what I was Perhaps, I perhaps the opposite is true. Well, yes. I've heard you talk, so that doesn't surprise mm. me at and all. And once again, I'm reminded I'm in a studio with two men. I'm wondering, is that Two rather handsome men, I should point out. Fabulous, <laughs> fabulous. I count my blessings every single Thursday when I go out here uh, thinking, wow, I'm so lucky. Um, what if she's right? What oh, if no, the sister is a controlling, manipulative person? Uh, the, the, the line that stood out for me, other than for you who picked up the I've more commitments, I'm a mother, I'm fabulous, is that she's she's it's becoming overwhelming and I'm terrified of her. I don't think she'd have written that if she wasn't yeah, terrified of her. Yeah. So I think let's give this woman a bit of a break. Um, um, I took what she said, albeit at face value. I know she hasn't given us, um, as you said, Jacqueline, she hasn't given us examples. But I think this is something, as you said, that loads of listeners out there will be like, oh, <laughs> I know what she's talking about. Yeah. I've been there. And, you know, it's interesting we were talking about kids earlier, but as kids become adults and parents become elderly and need care, that is a recipe for all kinds of disasters. So this actually is is very, is very, very common, I think. And what's always interesting to me is that when you get kind of conflict and these kind of undercurrents of somebody being manipulated or being controlling or being the boss or always wanting things done their way, people revert back to the roles they had as kids. And it's very hard to overcome that because if you try to overcome it, you're immediately pushed back into to, to being where you're placed within your family. Um, and I often think as well is that if if something like this, if, if, if there is this kind of tension within a family, if this was a friend, you'd probably say, do you know what? You're not worth the energy anymore. Good luck. I, you know, and you'd, you'd put a big distance, but you can't do that when it's your family. Mm. And you, you certainly can't do it when the two of them are sharing the care of the father. Um, and that was the first thing I was going to say, believe it or not. Which was that, you know, caring for an elderly parent is stressful in itself. So I think they both need to cut each other a bit of slack around that. That job is not is not easy. Um, but the second and the, and the second thing is that, it, you know, the fact that she's terrified of her sister. Um, that's a shame. Like, and that's not something that for the person who wrote the letters point of view, that's not something that should go on, I don't think. Um, into the future because that's very damaging if you're terrified of one of your siblings and you're finding it all overwhelming and it's getting between you and your night's sleep which is what I read into the last sentence of that. So a bit like what you were saying I mean I think it ta- because you can't walk away from your family it takes a lot of energy to try and rise above it but that's what you have to do. You have to try and let the sister's controlling behaviour or manipulative behaviour or even just things she says that annoys you kind of run off you. And just take no notice of it. 
and just, I'm not suggesting grin and bear it, but just try not to let it get to you because this person who wrote in, your mental health and your peace of mind is way more important than any kind of competitiveness or any kind of like who's right and who's wrong kind of malarkey. And if it means occasionally that you have to say to her, do you know what, you're right, even though you don't think she's right, do it. For the sake of having well, that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I, no, I, I know. I'm agreeing with where you got to the she's end. Very, <laughs> okay, just didn't right. like the way you got okay, there, Declan. So, yeah. um, the, but the reality of it is, is that, okay, g- g- latching on to what you're saying about being afraid of your sister, what, what are you afraid of? Are you afraid that she's going to do something? Or are you afraid that she's going to say something that will make you feel bad about you and your smug ivory tower? Because I think that's really what's going smug on here, is that there's a, like, there's a weird energy. She didn't lead smug with her fear. Yeah. She led with the reason why her sister would be jealous of her. And that's very, like, that's irrelevant. It's actually irrelevant. This woman's life choices are irrelevant to how her parents part of her. They're irrelevant to that, but they might be quite relevant to the mean sister who's using it to exert um, undue control and manipulation. Whereas what I'm saying, we we don't know who the mean sister is, is what I'm saying here. You've got one sister saying, my worldview is correct, the other person's worldview is wrong and uh, my only attitude is without actually going through a court of law and each of the ways that their worldview clash, we have to just go, look, you've got to find a way to make your different perspectives work for what you need to be involved well, what with together. I would together. say to, to, to the woman who rang in is first of all don't mind Declan saying you're in a smug ivory tower because <laughs> you're not. You're probably not in a smug ivory tower. That's mean. I'm just jealous uh, of you and your family <laughs> and now everything you've done. But um, but I do think yeah you need to your mental health and these kind of things with families can really kind of niggle at you uh, because you can't get away from your family. Yeah. Um, so it's really important that you do try that this woman tries to kind of Put a bit of distance and, you know, play it, play it. It'll require it'll require some acting skills on your part um, and maybe a lot of mental energy, but it'll make you feel better at the end of the day. So, you know, grinning at your sister when she's saying something stupid or mean or horrible or manipulative and just saying, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Grant. That's very passive aggressive, Barbara. But and, and it also doesn't necessarily <laughs> get to the end that you want because you, you know the end that she wants is to be able to sleep at night. That's all, and not 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 have this terrifying sister bear down on her dreams. That's all she wants. But her her terrifying sister, sister like. is only able to do that in certain spheres, in certain areas, mm. like in the family, in the in their parents' is thing. The, she can stop the sister from coming into her own home. Well, she can, but if they're sharing the care, there obviously has to be a has to of be communication. Context, so then they, yeah. maybe they need to compartmentalise that. If they can't find ways to make the whole picture blend together in well, harmony. So you're saying they, I'd say the mean sister, and I'm going to call it out as being the mean <laughs> sister. I think she's probably quite happy being the mean sister and being the one who's, you know, being in the manipulative, controlling person. Yeah. But, but well, I mean, how? maybe. Not, well, if the person who wrote into us yeah. is correct, then the mean sister would like to be the nice sister. She'd like to have the the uh, yes. her achievements and you know it'd be yeah. in a happy relationship and a child. Mm. So I still think well, that's irrelevant. I, I do think it it's is irrelevant. irrelevant. Okay, like, it you, is irrelevant. If it's about your family, uh, your I mean, I keep saying family. I mean your parents. The parents need to be cared for. You don't have to both be in the space caring for them at the same time. So it can be. Me and Sister Barbara's uh, way Sorry, that's, when, that's... when for you know, some of the time. That's, 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 that's not even passive aggressive. That's just aggressive aggressive. Could I lodge? Could I lodge a complaint? You could, yeah. We give you the forms outside. There's a huge pile of them. Yeah, I can to cry after this. We'll do last one, last quickie. I've been dating my partner for five years. He's always been interested in his appearance and looking well, but since the pandemic, he's taken it to a new extreme. He's taken to posting half-naked selfies of himself across the 
internet over several weeks to show how his fitness has improved. But to be honest, I'm not overly comfortable with him showcasing his body in that way. <laughs> and I think our friends are making a, a laughing stock of him. Why does he have to plaster it all over Facebook that he's gained a couple of muscles? He's still a good bit off from a six pack. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> now he started to talk about wanting to enter bodybuilding competitions. And I feel like I need him back to reality. What should I say? Um, I think there's actually a lot to unpack here. Um, I mean, yeah, I've, again, I'm going to take now the opposite view that I did on the last time um, <laughs> because I'm going to the, the line again that sticks out for here saying he's still a bit a good bit off having a six pack. Like, mm-hmm. really? So, um, you know, from the boyfriend's point of view, if he's got into his fitness during lockdown, great. A lot of people did. A lot of people found that exercising walking, cycling, sea swimming, go, whatever, um, save their sanity. And that's great. And that's only a good thing. Um, sharing images on social media is a huge, big uh, um, issue, but it's not necessarily all negative, you know, the, doing that unless he's obsessed about the number of likes and shares and comments mm. and views and all that kind of stuff. That's when it veers into problematic. But the actual act of putting them up because he's proud of how he looks, I don't see a problem with that. And a man being half naked, what? Like he took a shirt off. Like... Really? It's already half it's, naked. He's yeah. like, he's taking his shirt off and he's put up a picture of himself. I, I don't see any of that as being problematic. What I do see as being problematic is the writer's judgment of him. And I think that yeah. she's the yeah. main one doing I the think judging she needs, she needs to recognise that her... her boyfriend's partner is is doing stuff that's making him feel good uh, he feels good he's also looking for a bit of validation if he's not oh, getting it fine. from her yeah. he's going to get it from somewhere else yeah. so why is she not giving it to him is one thing I'd wonder and then second now, of all she might give it to him and he still will be putting it up well, on social media it doesn't media, sound so. like she is so yeah, she's no gone, she isn't but it won't necessarily okay. stop so, so whatever. she's not giving it to him he might look for it elsewhere it sounds like we're talking about something else <laughs> all does, of a sudden yeah. I, don't, I don't know what that might be we do have to leave her there Barbara and Declan thank you both very much enjoy as ever you are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk we're going to take a break after that the price of freedom Moncrief on News Talk brought to you by Avant Money think you're getting the best value from your bank think again